18 minutes it is now uh, right before 9 p.m. And uh, we now go into our Thought Leader Thursday conversation. And uh, my Thought Leader is uh, a world-renowned artist, uh, be it in the world of photography, uh, be it in the world of uh, installations and uh, many other things that I guess force us to sit up and uh, think and uh, present a mirror, I guess, uh, to society that uh, puts up and says, hey, look at yourself, look at how you look. And uh, Professor Sir Zanele Moholi. Good evening to you. Welcome to Metro FM Talk. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for invitation. Professor Sir, maybe Mashkala <laughs> for the title. <laughs> 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 um, sir, I received the Chevalier, okay. which is the highest honor sure. uh, for arts and literature given by the French uh, ambassador in 2017. So it's just one of the honors okay. that regard and recognize, you know, the life of a human who has worked. Awesome. Yes, and professorship. Um, I receive um, professorship from uh, University of Bremen in Germany mm. in 2013. Hence, I'm Professor Muholi. Okay. Also, it's all about work and mm. also the recognition for the contribution sure. made uh, to um, uh, different department, education, mm. and many things that builds. You know, sure, other people. sure, sure. I mean, let's talk about the work. Uh, and I think the work is such a crucial part of who you are, of uh, the message that you want to bring into the world. Um, and uh, talk about also about the tools in the work. Uh, how did you come across, uh, for instance, the medium of photography and, of course, the other mediums that you use to convey your own artistry and to convey the message you want to, uh, to take into the world? Um, I just When I started, it came out of a need um, a need to ensure that we had a visual history that spoke to me as a South African citizen, to, uh, that spoke to me as a human being and that mm. spoke to me as, as, as a person who lives and works here. One, you have the laws that gives the rights to LGBTI people in South Africa, mm. lesbian, bisexual, gays, transgender, and intersex people. Mm. So as I look at how that law that is formed that is within the constitution or that clause that stipulates our existence in the constitution is there. It meant that we needed to have a picture, a visual that match or match with it. Mm. So in my headspace, you can't just have laws without visuals because even theories, they inform by the visual mm. and the South African visual history is major when you look at what is happening around, you know, the country around the world, either be it's politics or mm. just like the existence and resistance of a people who live here. Mm. So we are a beautiful society that needs to have that particular visual document that then becomes a reference sure. for many people who want to know what is going on. So there are so many people who are members of uh, LGBTI community mm. in this country whose voices uh, were never heard or whose voices mm. are not heard even now. In my headspace, I wanted to create that document that recognizes, you know, that, you know, existence of the people, including myself and mm. many people who are around me, my friends yeah. and friends of friends, to say that to those who come after us or those who are coming out as we speak, 
they have a reference document. Mm, we were here. Mm. You know, we were here. We are here. Sure. We are taxpayers. We pay bills here. <laughs> sure. And also we love, regardless of the struggles that mm. many people face, a struggle of rejection, other people being um, expelled from schools, other people being deprived of their rights just to exist other at workplace, etc. Yeah. Mm. So I just wanted to have like that positive imagery that yeah. speaks to us. But you us. couldn't, I guess you could never avoid the struggles. Um, of that particular community. Um, and of course, be it the killings, uh, be, be it, of course, uh, the certain imagery and idea many communities had of people who they felt were sort of non-gender conforming, non-binary in terms of their own uh, preferences and in terms of their own identity. Um, how did that intersect with the idea of putting out a positive image and enhancing the visibility of the LGBTQI community alongside the struggle? All those uh, struggles and violence, you know, could easily be avoided if people were to be educated with right tools mm. and, and literature and documentation in place that then speaks to our existence in a very, very healthy way. We can't always think of like negativity when we speak of our existence in spaces. Sure. We need to find ways and different mediums in which we could speak against all these atrocities. We have a right to live and also we have a right to educate. And whenever somebody, you know, do something that is unjust to one of our own, because we come from families that maybe have heterosexuals and many other people in different households, we need to always keep on educating them, remind them that we are one of their family members. And mm. I think that they say, when they say charity begins at home, it speaks to those. And let's, if people are rejected from home, let's protect each mm. other as members of these communities to make sure that we give the love that people deserve if they can't receive from their families. Mm. And to families that refuses to accept and understand and embrace uh, their own blood and and I think it's about time that people wake up and smell the coffee and love their own blood because mm. it will be harder for outsiders to give that love to the people who are sure, being sidelined sure. mm. you know let's talk about the technique of your work the the portraiture those kind of artistic and creative choices that you've made over a long period of time in, in your work. In particular, of course, uh, uh, the uh, uh, exhibition that we're talking about initially launched in 2006. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point in time, South Africa, in, one would think, was an entirely different place. I mean, 13 years ago yes. has uh, certainly been a, a long period of time. One of the questions I've always had, uh, uh, certainly creatively, is uh, the choice of black and white. Uh, <laughs> well, what informs that? And uh, more importantly, uh, even the kind of portraiture and the messaging that you've always attached to uh, the artistic work that you undertake? Uh, when I speak of like black and white, um, I have to say I started photography, I was taught photography in black and white. Mm. I started with analog before we... Uh, before the digital ones. Before mm. digital. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Though what, how I do things now, I mm. shoot digital and reverse the processes and then we create digital like negatives. Okay. No, no, no. We create digital negatives. Oh. So we're going back. Wow. So there's a lot of technical processes that are in place that might not be understood by people who are not into photographies. Mm. So it's not like digital, kaha, kaha, done, and it's out there. There's a lot of thinking sure, that is sure, around that. And sure. people need to respect photographers because photographers are thinkers. Mm. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of thinking before it becomes that shutter button 
presentation that is out there mm. that looks so easy from those who do not understand. Photographers often say they are light magicians. Uh, they play and work with light. It's, yeah? it's beyond that. Mm. There's a lot of creative thinking around that. Sure. And you don't, don't just wake up in the morning and say, I want to be a photographer. It's not as cool as it seems. Mm. There's a lot. Mm. You have to understand camera before it becomes digitized, whatever and product is digitized. Sure. So black and white, that's how I was taught. I, I, I studied at Market Photo Workshop in mm. Johannesburg in Newtown, which is one of the best schools in South Africa, if sure. not Africa. Um, uh, and the school was, that was started by David Goldblatt. Mm. So when I was taught, black and white became that key thing. So we, 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 we took photographs, produced our own work, um, processed, you know, and did a lot of test stripping before it became that final picture that was on the wall so it became my first love in that way because um it meant that the whole process is about like therapy you know mm. anticipating what is about to come sure. and giving back to something that is unknown and <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of that we come from that school of sure, thought sure. I only knew what you the know? English word was, was for that overexposed overexposure late in my life like overexposed mm. even overexposed because another thing that people should think of when we speak of photography mm. etc like this whole thing overexposed and so on what does it mean in Zulu and also so all the other 10 languages, like 10, you know, <laughs> Nguni languages that exist in South Africa. Yeah. And I guess that with my work, I'm trying to find a language that speaks to mm. my venek, that sure, speaks to my sure. mother tongue. It's like, so basumlilo manje, washa mapepa, washa nesom. No, ka, into jebe overexposi, kunge neka kulilaiti, negative. And then, naguti negative, negative shooting tenga lunganga tina. Got negative is something so positive that then forms our visual history. You know, it okay. just become one of those things. So Prof, let's pause there for a second. Just have a say it all, and then sure. when we come back, uh, we'll continue our conversation with our thought leader on this Thursday. It's Professor Sir Zanele Muholi, and uh, we're in conversation with her for our thought leader Thursday, and uh, in preparation, of course, for the launch on the twentieth of July of the Faces and Phases thirteen. That exhibition uh, starting on the twentieth. Six minutes it is uh, before the top of the hour. I'm in conversation with the Professor Sir Zanele Muholi, world-renowned photographer, artist, and uh, activist. And uh, we're talking, of course, about uh, her work and the Faces and Phases 13 exhibition uh, opening on the 20th of July and ending on the 30th of uh, August. Now, so Zanele, off-air, we were just talking, I guess, uh, about uh, all of the uh, equipment that uh, you work with. And uh, one of the things I'm quite interested in, we touched on this when we're talking about negatives as Chile, um, it's in relation, of course, to the work that you do in training and imparting the knowledge that you have gained. Um, much similar, of course, to the experience of the market uh, photo workshop, which was also that kind of popular education experiment initially and uh, has become, I guess, uh, one of the places that has produced some of the best photographers that we have in the country. Talk to us about some of that work that you're doing and, uh, of course, Photo XP, Inganyi, so and some of the, uh, uh, that work as well. First of all, I want to find the language that speaks to me and many other South Africans in which we could simplify the terms that are used in photography. We need to have a dissertation that would really, really you know, decolonize, mm. you know, all the structures that are in place that makes the photography so, like, posh, like when you see somebody carrying a camera. 
you think a person is driving the biggest thing ever. Mm. Mm. Which is standard definition it makes no sense. Whereas you could just carry something so small and still sure. make do with the little that you have provided you have a content. Mm. Anyways, talking about uh, initiatives, uh, I just want to uh, come out once again with my philanthropy work. Mm. For the past 15 years or more, I've been uh, giving free training to uh, women and um, young uh, people in different spaces, rural areas and townships. Sure. Like we give them cameras. I work with my crew and people are educated on uh, basic photographic skills mm. so that they're able to document their own families. And their own and, lives. And, mm. and, 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 and spaces or whatever there is around them. To say that as human beings, as South Africans, we matter. Nobody will tell our stories better than we, you know. So we've been training and that a lot of people, you know, they have skills. And for those who might not end up at universities, they have a background or they have some skills, mm. you know, that forms part of their living. And that can generate a livelihood for them, yeah. If, if, if at all. Mm. But the biggest challenge that we have in South Africa is lack of resources for artists in general. Sure. You know, then it becomes something else for photographers because photography is demanding and super expensive. But that doesn't mean that people shouldn't try. So for some of us who have access to equipment and materials um, we need to give you know back to communities that have made us even if it might not be those particular persons that are receiving but those with should share with those without so I'm training people or, and with my team members I have a crew of amazing knowledgeable young South Africans who have been training other fellow uh, South Africans in different spaces. Mm. And we also collaborate with different uh, organizations abroad. We work with um, Philadelphia Photo uh, Art Center mm. in Philadelphia mm. in the US. And we had like the most amazing initiative which I worked on or I came with and where we taught women photographic skills, mm. 10 of them. They could pay for their uh, involvement. Sure. And then after that, we uh, initiated Women Mobile Museum. Mm. Mm. So mm. we wanted to make sure that women have access to museums and also to say that they could erect their own structures that speaks to their, you know, environment needs, their lives, mm. etc. And then in Natal, we trained more than 20 young people sure. last December during summer holidays. Then they graduated. They now take photographs of um of activities that are happening wow. in their schools. Okay. So we have more than uh, 10 schools in KwaZulu-Natal sure. sure. where young people are learning, like juniors as young as, as 10 years old, mm. they are learning how to take photographs. And they continue with amazing, you know, uh, projects. Sure. And their eye is much more better than most of what I've mm. seen in the mainstream media. Mm. So mm. people are doing sure. things. Sure. And um, to say that this work cannot be done by one person, I'm just one of us. Okay. There are many of us. Sure. So this initiative is where queers are giving back to mm. communities. We're not wow. always about like tears, but mm. we are capable of doing things and changing the narratives in different spaces where we live. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's talk, uh, unfortunately now we have run out of time, but I want us to talk about uh, the exhibition here, Faces and Faces, 13th uh, installment of it. Uh, started out in 2006, and I guess the big question for me is when you look at 
South Africa, the context for the LGBTQI community in 2006, and you compare that to 2019. And you also, in that process, compare your own artistry in 2006 and compare it to now in 2019 with this one. If somebody saw that exhibition in 2006, what should they expect in 2019, 13 Um, years later? It's amazing. It's amazing. They say when others exit, others are born. Mm. (laughs) And others are coming out as we speak. But most importantly, to say that we are contributing towards a South African visual history in ways that has never been done then, back then. 2006 became one of the important years in South African history when we legalized same-sex marriages. Mm. That was in 2006. So for me, a lot of people were coming out. A lot of people were about to get married. Others, they got married prior to that 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 law was um, enacted. And uh, also 20, uh, 2006 was a year in which we commemorated or celebrated 10 years of the South African constitution yes. from 1996 Six. to 2006. Mm. So it's very, very important to use these reference visual documents to share with those who just came out mm. or who are now coming out. Because mm. a person who looks as self as the coolest dyke in town, they should know that there was a coolest dyke in town 10 years sure. ago. And people are sure. growing. Yeah. And people are changing. And how the, 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 the picture has changed is that we have even better laws, mm. you know, after that. People are getting married. People have rights to have children as same-sex partners, which was a law. But then there are different ways in which they are doing things. Mm. So there are people in the, in the project who are mothers. And there are people who back then came out as sure. lesbians who are now out or transitioning mm. uh, from female to male mm. and they identify as sure, trans men. Sure. Hence the project has uh, lesbian identifying humans, gender non-conforming people, trans men, trans women, just to embrace, you know, mm. our identities and our lives and, and existence. For me, existence is so visual. It's so present. It's what I see right in front of me, which is you. So then when people look back or look you know, forward, they'll always be remember, uh, remembering Ayabonga as mm. this young person. And then later on, they see this person who is a matured mm. and grown up, who speak a different la- language sure. and look at things differently. Mm. It's all of this is for the sake of education and also to say that as South Africans, we are proud of who we are and we are here to produce and share and educate and disseminate a positive imagery of our own because mm. nobody would do it better for us or than us. Professor Sir Zanele Muholi, we'll have to leave it there. Always a pleasure. Uh, to uh, certainly speak to insightful minds like that. We wish you all the best uh, with uh, that uh, exhibition. It's happening at the Stevenson Gallery, we understand, and uh, certainly something uh, that uh, uh, I would encourage many of the people to uh, go and explore. That then uh, is the uh, final whistle for us this evening here on Metro FM Talk. It's been a pleasure to be with you on this evening. We're back with you again on Monday. Take strength, my Africa. Aska kwebi okoye banga le ekonomi.